Growing up, I was more of an introvert and I was scared to express myself. So I kind of went along with what was trendy and popular. And after I went on that trip, I kept going on more trips. And then I、uh, began to give myself permission to be myself. That's Ellen Ho, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm your host, Kara Duffy, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast, where I invite my favorite humans, the awesome, the up to something, and the extraordinary to come and share their story. I hope that you'll be left entertained, inspired, and moved to take action towards living your most powerful life. Ellen Ho is a serial lifestyle entrepreneur. She's built businesses around the life she wanted, which has allowed her to travel, explore different parts of who she is. Be creative and make a difference in the world, all while still generating abundance. On this episode, she reveals her secrets to creating the life of her dreams, the turning point that opened up a whole new way of looking at the world for her, and how you can do this too. All that and so much more coming up, but first. If you're interested in discovering what possibilities and businesses are available for you to create and to live your most fulfilling life, Please visit thepowerfulladies.com forward slash coaching and sign up for a free coaching consultation with me. There is no reason to wait another day to not be living your best life when you instead could be running at full speed towards your wildest dreams today. Welcome to the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. And you are one of our favorite t y p e of podcast guests, which is a referral from a previous podcast guest. Sandy recommended you.、Um, so let's begin by telling everyone like, who you are and what you're up to. Cool.、Uh, so I, I do a, a variety of things. And、uh, when people ask me what I do, I tell them that I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. So Um, basically, it comes down to I've、uh, figured out a way to do all the things that I love and make money doing it. And、uh, my work revolves around my lifestyle. So it allows me to、uh, travel whenever I want.、Um, I can work. And I cannot work if I don't want to work.、Um, I'm working on building passive income so that I can、uh, prioritize my freedom so that I can put my time、uh, towards whatever I want. So, a little summary about、um, all the things that I do.、Uh, <laughs> so,、um, number one, I started off as、um, an actress and model.、Um, And I kind of fell into that. And then that led me to production and casting. And then that led me to,、um, to craft services, which is、um, so I do、uh, snacks and hors d'oeuvres and catering for productions on set,、um, TV shows.、Uh, TV shows, commercials, music videos, et cetera. And that's kind of been an avenue into food styling and other types of styling, plant styling.、Um, so it's kind of led me on this 
wild, crazy journey, uh, but within the production realm. Um, and I still, you know, I still am talent. Um, so I work on both sides of the camera. And um, so, and I also do photography as well. So that's mm -hmm. kind of the, my entertainment entrepreneur side of things. Um, mm -hmm. And then on the nonprofit end, um, I have been, so I've been traveling, um, for, I've been traveling for the last, I mean, for the last 10 years, um, really all over the world. Um, so this lifestyle has given me an opportunity to take time off whenever I want. Um, so I've been to over 80 countries uh, across six continents so far, uh, still missing Antarctica, which is probably happening for my honeymoon. Um so, tra <laughs> so traveling has led me to um, starting a nonprofit called Trek Relief. Uh, and it started off of, my friend and I started it to provide disaster relief to um, the, the villages that were destroyed during the 2015 um, earthquakes in Nepal. So we helped rebuild a bunch of villages, um, schools, and orphanages in the Himalayas. And so um, we've expanded volunteerism programs from there uh, to Patagonia and Mongolia as well. So uh, we have people like us um, raising money for a once-in-a-lifetime trip and um, they get to also like help build schools and um, and volu do volunteer work and connect with the people there. So um, that's kind of so that's kind of the my traveling nonprofit arm. Um, mm -hmm. And in addition to that, um, I also so I call myself an experience architect. Um, mm -hmm. I have been uh, leading a Burning Man community for the last, um, most of this decade, uh, the last decade. <laughs> and um, we've kind of grown into a collective of artists, um, uh, musicians, performers. Uh, we create interactive experiences. Um, and uh, we have like our own sound system and a bunch of skill sets. And so, um, yeah, and that's kind of led me. So that's led me to um, getting on the, the cultural direction committee of Black Rock City. So there's a small group of people deciding on the cultural direction of Burning Man. And um, we're kind of steering it in the direction uh, where it's sustainable and we can continue to be pioneers for the art world and for um, lifestyle uh, decisions and all kinds of things and inspiring some of the most influential leaders of our time, um, especially in the tech space. So, um, yeah, so leading, I guess like I lead one of the largest, um, people of color communities, um, at, uh, in the Burning Man space. And so that kind of led me into the cultural direction space. So I, yeah, so, um, 
That's we just kind of do a, a few similar. things. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many loves, I I can't decide. So um, all those things. So that's kind of led me into um, a bunch of different hobbies as well, and that kind of ties into the entertainment side too. So I am also a fire dancer. I'm an aerialist. I pole dance. Um, I, I am a bubbleologist and a bunch of fun things. And all those things kind of translate and tie back into my entertainment background. So, um, yeah. So my goal now is really to um, build my own brand so that I can um, be more creative and make more decisions um, and uh, create opportunities for myself versus waiting for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. There's so many things you said in the in your opening that are so powerful because uh, as in addition to running powerful ladies, I'm a business coach. And my whole thing is to get people to understand that you can create the entire life that you want. And it gets me so excited to hear people like you who are like you said, following every passion and love that you have and seeing where it goes, right? Can it be a business? Can it be a hobby? Can it be a nonprofit? Who else wants to play in that space with me? It's so fun and powerful. And like you said, you're creating your world so that you get to maximize your whole experience, not just working. Mm -hmm. And it's such a powerful distinction for people to have. Yeah, and uh, I really... Really, my ultimate goal is to um, inspire other people to do the same. So Mm -hmm. in holding space for people. So the Burning Man space um, is really um, a space for everyone to become their best selves. Um, Everyone is Mm -hmm. invited to express themselves. So, um, yeah. So it's kind of uh, seated the nonprofit as well. Um, so it's seeded mm-hmm. a lot of other things, um, some businesses, some relationships, friendships, um, interest groups, uh, music collectives. It's seeded. Um, yeah, some people got married. So it's really created, been a breeding ground for a lot of amazing things. Um, mm-hmm. And the yeah, so it's really no fun when I have all that and I don't have anyone to play with so the most important thing is really to inspire others to um, take that step and Mm -hmm. just go for it and see where it takes them and uh, with a you know with a community of like-minded individuals with people you know supporting you um, yeah there's nothing really to be afraid of there isn't. There isn't. And um, I'm part of a Burning Man group called Perky Parts. Awesome. And it's, it's super fun. Like, everyone's great. It's um, like our whole, a lot of our social circle is part of the group. And it's been really cool to see the group taking on bigger and bigger things each year. And how people get, everyone's, like you said, talents get to come out. Like, who's a builder? Who wants to DJ? Who's the artist? Who can do this? Who can organize? Um, And it's just, it's a very, seeing people come together that way, you don't get to see to that magnitude often. And it's, it just reminds you how great humans are. 
Yeah. And, you you know, a lot of us are paid to do stuff or paid to be at a job. But what if that wasn't a thing and Mm -hmm. we just did stuff or built things or created art just because? Like, what would we make, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I really believe in the potential of every single human being. Um, And, uh, yeah, I think that it's... Everyone really has it in them, and it just takes the right amount of um, encouragement for it to blossom. Mm -hmm. And when it happens um, and you see everyone around you, like, also blossoming, it really is a beautiful and amazing feeling. And uh, that's when magic happens. Yep. Couldn't say it better. Mm -hmm. If you look back at... You, when you were eight, would you imagine that these are all the things that you get to do today? Oh, my gosh, no. I <laughs> I actually grew up in a very, very traditional Chinese household. Um, the only place we went to was Reno and Disneyland. Um, and, yeah. So we didn't really travel or anything. My parents um, were immigrants that came over here and had, um, we grew up poor and didn't have much. And so uh, we were really in a very survivalist mindset. And so Mm -hmm. there was no room for creative space. Um, And then, yeah, and then I kind of got, when I got older, um, I went through some difficult things that kind of pushed me to take a, kind of a eat, pray, love trip, uh, backpacking mm-hmm. trip. And that's kind of when I found myself. Um, so it helped me, it kind of helped me find my self-confidence and build it. Mm-hmm. Um, just booking a one-way ticket and coming out the other end of a continent and going to a place where uh, you are a novelty and Mm-hmm. You know, everyone there is also a novelty and it's a different culture and they speak a different language or different languages. And um, yeah, so I really highly encourage everyone to take solo trips because they are amazing. Um, you spend a lot of time with yourself and then you spend time detaching from who you're supposed to be. So mm-hmm. when you're traveling alone somewhere, um, they don't ask you, people ask you what your name is and maybe how many people's in your family and maybe where you're from. But all of that, you know, it doesn't exactly define who you are. Um, Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of practice detaching myself from my job title, how much money I made, um, what I had. So when all those things were off the table, I was able to make decisions for myself without being in this paradigm that society tells you to be in. Mm -hmm. Like when, what you're supposed to do, um, how much money you're supposed to make, uh, when you're supposed to get married, when you're supposed to have kids, uh, how to carry yourself. All these things are um, instilled in us, you know, and we kind of have to unlearn all those things and find who we really are, and define who we really want to become. Mm -hmm. So you're probably even so different from the woman who, before you went on that trip. Oh, yeah. I, 
You know, I take after my mom and uh, growing up, I was more of an introvert and I was scared to express myself. So I kind of went along with what was trendy and popular and didn't really speak my mind. And after I went on that trip, um, I kept going on more trips and then I... uh, began to give myself permission to be myself. And then Mm -hmm. I found out that I was actually uh, an opinionated, headstrong, um, (laughs) extremely extroverted woman. (laughs) And uh, it just took some time and pushing to to blossom. But it's always been there. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I am very different. Different, but really the same. Like, my temperament yep. kind of stayed the same, so. Yeah, it's just you, like you said earlier, like, blossoming into all of you versus just a small part. Yeah, and being unsure of myself. And, you know, now I still, you know, self-doubt always finds its way to creep in. But, um, but yeah, I think that it's, it's practice. So every time, mm-hmm. you know... Um, yeah, you just keep practicing. And it's kind of like, okay, so I'll give an example um, of fire, fire dancing. Fire dancing, mm-hmm. I'm actually ex- deathly afraid of fire. And I can't even light a match. But I spin a lot of fire. And I play with um, a variety of toys. And so I can... And this is a, a battle that I fight all the time like I can be self-conscious and you know think like oh what would people think of me and how would I look but really it's bigger than me it's not about that or me it's about um it's about inspiring others to express themselves it's about just dancing it's about um yeah uh making people laugh or um, entertaining others too, like making sure people have a good time. It's about, it's just bigger than ourselves. So when we take, mm-hmm. take, take it out of just us, then our purpose becomes much larger than, than what is like, you know, right in front of us. It's, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, at the end of the day, it's about inspiring others and helping others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of all the countries that you've gone to, which have had the biggest impact on you? Wow, that is a very hard question. Um, I would say that, well, okay, I'm just going to have to pick one of my more recent trips Um, Mm -hmm. which is probably, uh, so I think about a year and a half ago, I did Everest base camp. So, uh, it's, it was hard and, um, I did it without Diamox. So I found out that only 5% of anyone that goes up there does it without Diamox. And, um, I did it with trekking sandals instead of boots because that's what I prefer. So it's cold. Um, and 0% of people do it that way. <laughs> so that trip taught me how resilient I really am. Um, I don't, I'm not someone that goes to the gym all the time and I knew I needed to be stronger. So I actually picked up, um, 
you know, like I picked up pole dancing to train for it and then discovered a new hobby uh, preparing mm -hmm. for this trek. And then afterwards, or maybe at the peak of it, I was like, wow, I am stronger than I think. And it's really about uh, taking one step at a time. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you need to rest, acclimate, just stay put and drink some water and breathe and um, spend some time with yourself. So, yeah, and there's this, there's something peaceful about the Himalayas. And uh, Nepal is a place of meditation as well. And um, I think a few months after that, I did a 10-day silent meditation retreat um, called Vipassana. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, uh, it's donation-based. And um, people that have, that have been through the retreat, they pay for the people after them. So mm -hmm. um, it was 10 days of sitting in silence with myself. And it was maybe the first time in, a, I don't know, a decade for a while that I've really, really heard myself. So it took about um, seven days to uh, get to a place of silence where everything in my head that's been gone around um, kind of shut off and I was able mm -hmm. to finally hear myself and uh, yeah and now I can after that I can um, I feel like I have this superpower and I can uh, I can hear myself better and mm -hmm. I'm stronger for it so yeah that's very cool because I would imagine that you can almost tap into it easier once you've felt it Mm -hmm. Right, like having that connection. Once you learn the technique and how to do it, um, you can, it's a tool that you have in your pocket. It's kind of the same mm -hmm. thing as like, you know, planning travel or traveling alone. A lot of, especially women, uh, mm -hmm. are afraid to travel alone. Um, and, but once you do it, you gain confidence and you learn how to do it. And it's just, a different place and a different language, but the same thing. And I would argue that it's actually more dangerous as a man to travel. Um, my experience was that uh, if you're in a third world country, for example, a developing country, and someone tries to steal from you, um, they just want to feed their families, you know? So you know exactly what they want and everything that you have is replaceable. So it's mostly that there's more people that are trying to maybe steal to feed their families than, you know, I know a lot of women are afraid of like rape and different things and assault. But mm -hmm. um, yes, that does happen. But the stealing and, um, you know, that kind of crime is much more prevalent. And mm -hmm. they do that with a lot of men, actually, because men have are just people have this idea that, you know, men own things and have a lot of money, especially in third world countries. So I would argue that being a woman is actually much safer. And then when you don't, when you feel safe, other people feel safe and pe people are more likely, even if you don't speak the same language, uh, f people are more likely to invite a woman um, to into their homes like I've had so many people invite me into their homes for dinner and um, mm -hmm. 
you know, meeting the families and like hearing their stories. And a man is less likely to get invited. So I think that there is really a lot going for women. And we should take Mm -hmm. advantage of that. Like instead of um, fearing to, you know, take put one step in front of the other and um, yeah, and see where it takes you. I love travel. Like it's it's one of my favorite things to do in the whole world. Um, we did I did the thirty by thirty, and now I'm trying to do a hundred by fifty. So amazing, Casey. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to be allowed to leave again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think all of mm-hmm. us too. I mean, I'm I usually am on some trip, but um, you know, with this pandemic going on, I actually have been. Um, I've actually really been enjoying this time for myself. I have not nothing much to plan. I'm usually planning stuff, holding space for other people. Now I'm forced to be with myself and um, take mm-hmm. care of myself. I'm like, wow, when's the last time I had time to sleep in a little bit and um, garden and read and uh, cook and try new recipes and be creative, make art, play video games, even like girls, women play video games too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So all these things that I'm doing for myself, you know, um, that I wouldn't have, I would be putting off if the world was still racing at a thousand miles an hour. Mm -hmm. When, when you had the idea to create Trek Relief. Yeah. Did you always think that it would be you and um, your friend doing it? And how has it been running a business? Because essentially a nonprofit is just that. It's another business with a friend. Yeah. So um, I don't. I didn't know where it was going to go. Um, but for me, I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur. I love mm-hmm. creating. I I'm not so crazy about the management. Like I love creating the branding, uh, the the aesthetics, because um, I I I am a visual artist and I'm mm-hmm. I'm really I have a keen eye for design and aesthetics. So um, so I love the creating part of it and making things happen. And then um, I've actually so created that with my friend. Um, maybe three or four years ago. Um, and I actually took a step back to take more time out for myself. And mm-hmm. um, now I sit on the advisory board. So I'm still fully supportive of the causes. Um, but I felt like my job was mostly done, except for, you know, yeah. introducing and connecting um people that would benefit the nonprofit and vice versa. Um I felt like my job was mostly done. So, uh, yeah, so I'm sitting on the advisory board and I'm very good at letting things go and run its course. So I think that um, a, a smart business owner, any smart business owner will tell you that you just need to, if, if it is time to let it go or change um, the way that things are done or, you know, uh let your employees work remote if that's the only thing they can do. You know, switch your right. business from um, in in-house food to like catering on demand or something. So switching mm-hmm. gears. Um, so knowing when to let things go, um, knowing when 
uh, how you are the most useful. So I'm definitely, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm the type that loves creating stuff. And then I like to hire or find volunteers, um, depending on what it is, you know, um, business or nonprofit to manage and run everything else. Yep. It's smart. It's so smart to know what parts of the business make you happy and that allow you to contribute your most to, and then to be totally confident to say like, that's, that's not for me. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't really want to do accounting paperwork yeah. <laughs> or like the nonprofit paperwork. I really, I think my strength is, okay, if I travel somewhere and I find that this village or these, this group, whole group of people need help, I can create a program and then mm-hmm. um, have people raise money and funnel money into, you know, this area of this country. So yep. these are things that I'm, I'm good at. Um, mm-hmm. And I am much more efficient and uh, productive doing things like that than, you know, trying to figure out paperwork, which someone else mm-hmm. is better at. So, yeah. 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 No, it's one, I think it's one of the, the biggest secrets for entrepreneurs that are really thriving, especially serial and multipreneurs, um, you can't, you can't, and shouldn't want to do it all. It's, yeah, there's, there's no fun in that in reality. And you can be an entrepreneur and have fun at the same time, despite what many feel who are running their own small businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm still in the process of delegating certain things. Um, that mm-hmm. I don't want to do. It's a constant process. Um, there's always yeah. more and more to delegate. So um, yeah, but I've been my my life coaches coaches and um, a lot of podcasts I listen to. They tell you mm-hmm. uh, to delegate things that you're not good at and to focus on what you are good at. So that's how mm-hmm. you you know grow grow everything. Yeah. So with everything that you have going on, um, what are you creating next? Like, where are, you, where are you headed now? Where am I headed now? So, mm-hmm. um, well, barring uh, after all this, the pandemic blows over, I guess. Um, I, I'm actually, uh, I'm moving into a more creative space. So, for example, um, with catering uh, and food services, I can um, either outsource that or hire Mm -hmm. people to do certain things. And then I can focus on design and styling. Um, And I have a lot of different loves. And I'm currently trying to um, basically create a visual portfolio of everything that I do and find that common thread. So mm-hmm. I've kind of built this lifestyle for myself, and I'm trying to figure out how people can find me better. So um, my my current uh, plan is to build a bigger following on Instagram um, so that I can become an influencer in a certain way. And uh, I think that photography is definitely the one of the common threads. It's not photography, but it's a visual medium. So, 
Yeah. So I can take photos of like food that I'm making, food styling, plant styling, um, of a variety of different things, travel, mm-hmm. and use photo- photos to tell stories and build a community and following um, and um, share share everything that I've learned and um, and about all the places that I've been to so that people can... Um, can also see go and see for themselves. And then um, from building a following, um, yeah, I'm basically trying to build my own brand because I spent mm-hmm. basically the last decade, right, um, acting and modeling is about fitting into a certain category. You know, mm-hmm. I have long black hair. I look like the universal Asian. I can play this and that. But what if I create a brand um, and, and people just book me for who I am. And it, I can mm-hmm. be a variety of things. It can be helping a company um, design their um, brand or, it can, it, you know, all that involves photography and visual art. Um, mm-hmm. And it can be food-related or travel-related. Um, so there's a number of things um, that's, there's a lot of possibilities. Like I can also host my own show. Um, mm-hmm. So it really, it really just depends um, on how I'm feeling in the moment. Um, because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm really into food. And then I, and then sometimes I want to spend more time with plants. Um, yep. Yeah. But finding, I think that um, this, it's going to be in the production space because I love, and I'm really good at, like, for example, planning a wedding for a movie set mm-hmm. or designing, like, you know, a wedding table for a set. But I really don't want to do it on a weekend for a bridezilla. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and I love my weekends. So, this will allow me to run my own business or businesses and be mm-hmm. creative and build my own brand and have my weekends. So my end goal is really to create a life where I am getting paid to do all the things that I love to do when I want to do them and um, and to use whatever money I make from that to build mm-hmm. um, a passive income empire. So I haven't mm-hmm. mentioned this, but I also um, I invest in real estate as well. So um, so that is the way that I'm I'm going. I mean, I have, uh, stocks and mutual funds and um, different things in my portfolio, even crypto. But those give me anxiety, <laughs> especially <laughs> at this time right now, since the market is so volatile. Um, yes. Real estate I'm not is, looking at my statements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stressful right now. Like, I'm just like, okay, just wait it out and uh, relax and don't look at it. Um, just leave it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not a pro, I'm not a day trader, so I can't, you know, I can't, I can't, I'm going to lose all of it if I try to do anything. So I'm just going to leave that mm-hmm. there. But real estate has really been, um, yeah, really been a great investment for me. And uh, yeah, every people still have to pay rent and, and live mm-hmm. somewhere even when things aren't going well. And if I have to lower rent, then sure, that's fine. Like. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm still, 
it's still positive for me. So yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's really doing all the things that I love to do, making money and then using that money to build a passive income empire with it mm-hmm. that will allow me um, free time to do even more things that I love. Um, yeah. And I would say that, you know, in the beginning, it's focused on, uh, of course, like our own needs. Um, but really, the space that I want to move into mm-hmm. is uh, fulfilling the needs of others. Like everything that I do, because I'm an Enneagram 2 personality, I'm a helper. So <laughs> that means that mm-hmm. I love helping. I love helping people. Um, and it's part of my life purpose. And I can't stop doing it. It's just part of who I am. And I, in fact, I have to set, get, be better about setting boundaries. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, like craft services, catering, it's all about feeding people, nourishing others. Um, design and styling is all about like, how do I make things look better um, to other people? How do I make people feel mm-hmm. good about using this product or being in this, on this team or um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, with photography and visual art, it's all about, yeah, it's all about, you know, communicating in a very beautiful way um, that hits different emotional chords for people. So um, everything that I do, the nonprofit work, Burning Man with Trek Relief is all about helping others, um, whether it's disaster relief or medical aid, um, which we've done Um it's or or environmental causes. Um, it's about holding space for um, the well-being of others and encouraging mm-hmm. other people to freely express themselves, encouraging people um, as they self-actualize, and uh, yeah, just giving giving people space to be creative and to be their best mm-hmm. selves. Well, I love that you're an example for showing people that you can be all the things. Like there's a way to make it all work and to not have to put a part of you like aside. Like, yeah. That's just for this space. That's just for that. Like how do you let all of it be fully self-expressed for whatever that means for you? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm really actually that's probably one of my biggest accomplishments. Um, I am probably the most proud of how I've inspired others to live their life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, if you quit your job and you don't like it, great. Uh, you know, <laughs> like that's that's a win. You know, if you're unhappy mm-hmm. somewhere or with some, just you know, let it go and cho- say yes to yourself, and it's okay. You know, um, yeah. I, um, yeah, I just want to keep doing that. And my, my, so my strength is also my weakness. Um, it's, I'm a great multitasker, but I can spread myself too thin. And, Mm -hmm. um, my, so when I, I guess when I was like, uh, in my teenage years, um, I was, or my early 20s, I had, um, I basically had someone ask me, like, I was trying, so I was trying to decide if I should focus on one thing and be the best at that, or uh, do all the things that I love. And I chose, you know, obviously the latter. Um, Mm -hmm. And yes, if I chose one thing, I could have been the best at it, but 
there's a chance that, yeah, like I probably would have made more money doing that one thing, but I probably would have burnt out. I might have, Mm -hmm. you know, tossed it to the side already. And so it really is about balance. And, um, and now People are, you know, working remote. They're doing, they're building their own brands. It's about letting, it's about being able to fire yourself and not letting anyone, giving anyone else that power. So you Mm -hmm. decide what you want your life to look like. And um, yeah, don't let anyone else decide for you. And one of the ways that I'm trying to um, make it more sustainable for myself is that to delegate basically when you reach a certain point where mm-hmm. you have so many projects going on and you definitely need to find a good balance and to focus um focusing on the right things on your strengths are important and then leaving the rest to other people that are good at it so delegating will definitely um yeah help with getting everything done basically mm-hmm. yeah when you hear the words powerful ladies, what do they mean to you together and what do they mean to you separately? Mm. So I I consider myself a womanist. Uh I know feminist has a like a little bit of a um negative connotation for men sometimes. Um it rubs people the wrong way. I definitely I think that um we don't need to put men down in order to make ourselves feel better. But I am definitely mm-hmm. a champion of women um, and supporting each other because I don't think that is um, there is enough of that um, in this mm-hmm. world, especially in a male-dominated, male-run world. Um, but I feel like that is changing, and um, we are so lucky to be in a to be living in a time like right now where women and minorities have a voice and Mm -hmm. uh there there are a lot of tools you know we um we give we give life and we are so strong i mean we have to have babies uh Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i can't even like i don't i can't men just they're just on a different, we're on different levels. Like women are designed to, um, to multitask. Women are, um, designed to take care of other people, to have the capacity to think, um, beyond themselves. And I think that that Mm -hmm. is really, really powerful. And, um, and when we step into, you know, this. So I like that it's ladies because I feel like (laughs) the ladies part of it is, um, you know, yes, we are powerful and we can do all these things and we're strong, but we can do it in a dress if we want to, you know, and we can look Mm -hmm. good doing it. And um, yeah, I want to put on makeup today and look fabulous and curl my hair so that I can do the work that I want to do. It doesn't, I don't, I just, I'm just doing it for myself. I don't need to look good mm-hmm. for anybody. So, um, yeah, it's kind of fun. Like I like the ladies part and, um, yeah, I think that women really, really run the world. Like behind every successful man, um, not behind, I would say that's not a healthy way to think about it, 
But I say walking beside every successful man, there is a there's a really amazing woman right next to him, supporting him mm-hmm. all along the way. Because we have different strengths um, than men, and they are absolutely vital in running countries, in running businesses, in making important decisions, in raising amazing children, in um, having compassion. So these are all female, you know, strengths and traits. And we should absolutely mm-hmm. um, be proud of that. Yeah. Who are some of the women in your life that have inspired you? My mom. That's easy. Uh, <laughs> my mom is, well, yeah, she's just works, has worked really, really hard. And, um, she she was also class president and a bunch of things. But it's funny. I found out after, like, I found out really late in life. So I had become, like, the leader of all these things before I found out she was class president. Um, we took a family trip back to China. And um, when she went back, she had, like, hundreds of classmates. They shut down a whole restaurant and had rounds of tables. And everyone came together just to see her. And I'm like, wow, I definitely got this shit from my mom. (laughs) Like, this is not me. Like, it's in my DNA. It's Mm -hmm. written. It's written in my blood for me to be a leader, for me to hold space for people, um, for me to be a connector and a gatherer. (laughs) And um, yeah, so my mom is super strong. Um, She's She's the one that's um, taught me how to compartmentalize and get shit done. She is really good at. So, yeah, she's she's a bit unforgiving sometimes. Like, she's very traditional. So she would, um, you know, she doesn't really understand if someone is depressed or sad about something. You just don't get sad. You just. You know, and so that's not healthy. And I've learned to sit with my emotions. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I've gone to therapy and I highly encourage therapy for everybody because it's healthy um, to to have mm-hmm. a space for yourself. So I've worked through a lot of emotions and like, um, and, but I, my mom's the type that's like, why are you so sad? Why don't you just, you know, pick up and start walking again. Like you have your two legs still, just keep walking. Like you can walk and cry Mm -hmm. at the same time, but do it together. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. So I've, I've kind of learned to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is because of my parents. Um, And uh, yeah. And you know, my dad is, he, he was always like growing up the kind of like the man, like, you know, the stronger voice in the family, Mm -hmm. but, um, he doesn't go anywhere without my mom. So I'm like, ah, okay. So my mom really is, you know, she, she makes the decisions and, um, I didn't understand that until I got older and, Mm -hmm. um, and my parents got older too. And now I understand that their dynamic. So, um, yeah, my mom is just really strong and I inherited a lot of who I am from, from her. I love that. (laughs) 
<laughs> when you um, you know are looking forward to where you're going and the women who've inspired you and the women who are in your life today, how have women changed the course of your life? Oh, wow. Um, I would say seeing... So there are a lot of, um, there are actually a lot of um, nonprofit and Burning Man community leaders that are women. Um, a lot of big brands that we see, uh, whether it's in marketing or, um, or yeah, uh, that or musicians, it, it can be anything, Um I, a lot of times, like, I don't know, you know, I don't know who's behind this. And then I've been finding mm-hmm. out more and more that a lot of women are behind um, things that I'm into. So yeah. um, I really think that, um, yeah, seeing seeing women uh, just just have the opportunity to, um, to create and... Um, and have a voice during a time like this is really inspiring. Um, I feel like I feel like there are a lot of um, outspoken women um, and also uh, women in politics as well mm-hmm. um, that are that are speaking up and making a change. Just you know, one vote at a time or. Um, mm-hmm. One person one at, a at a time. time. <laughs> huh? One one tweet at a time. One tweet at a time. And um yeah, and now women are figuring out how to still have kids and run their business and have a side gig and also mm-hmm. lead and create brands and make a difference like all at the same time. Because in the past it was just, oh, like, you know, maybe you're a stay at home mom, but I'm now actually a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of my peers uh, that are in couples, the women are, are, are leading and making the decisions. <laughs> so um, there's definitely a a kind of cultural shift overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not easy because men are also trying to figure out who the hell being a man means. You know, <laughs> yes. what, what does that mean? Like, what mm-hmm. does being a man mean, right? Um, because now women are working, they're making money, they're the bread breadwinners. So what does that make a man, right? Like, so mm-hmm. I think that men are having to redefine themselves and like what a man is. And women are actually um, breaking the, the image of like what a man is and also what a woman is by doing all the things that we do. You know, we're running businesses, yep. we're making decisions, we are running for president, like we are doing all these things, um, starting farmers markets, like, I don't know, lobbying for things that we believe in. And um, so, so, yeah, like we're doing all these things and kind of offsetting what the social and cultural paradigm used to be. And it's really a powerful moment in history. And I can't really... I mean, I can list so many people, and I feel like we honestly it's not it's less about who these people are it's it's more about mm-hmm. okay, doing it collectively, 
Like every mm-hmm. woman matters. It matters yes. like um, the woman that is, you know, staying home and taking care of her child so that her, the man can run a business, you know, for the last like, I don't know how many decades um, that matters. So, mm-hmm. and now we're finding out how to do both of it, them at the same time, like run a business and, you know, and raise a child, but we can do it all remote maybe. So, mm-hmm. um Definitely excited and inspired by um, all the women of our time and with all the technology and the tools that we have on hand, yeah. we can really make a lot happen. Yeah. Yeah. I And I, I feel the collective shift that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I also think, so like, I really think that, um, that, in order for men to, and we have to do it at the same time, but for men to step into their true, like the their best masculine self, um, women yeah. also have to embrace their their best feminine self. So, like, what mm-hmm. does feminine energy look like? And so, I have spent the last, um, I would say, the last couple years. Uh, figuring out and learning how to lead with grace and compassion. So understanding um, things from a female perspective. And um, yeah, I just think that we are wired differently and we should use that to our advantage. And it doesn't mean, because it doesn't mean facing, you know, facing head on with a, with a man. Cause if you meet masculine energy with masculine energy, it doesn't work. It clashes. Mm-hmm. So we really, really need to um, embrace our feminine. And when we successfully do that, uh, we can, you know, we can really um, do what we want for ourselves and also positively manipulate our men into becoming the men that, you know, that helping them um, find their masculine energy. You know, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. In some ways, I feel like women are driving um, this movement just by being ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really all, powerful. Yeah, it's all we need to be, right? They're, like you said, the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, we ask everyone yeah. on the podcast where you put yourself on the powerful lady scale, zero being average everyday human and 10 being the most powerful lady you can imagine. Where would you put yourself today and where would you put yourself on average? Oh. Um what is zero? Average everyday human. Oh, okay. Well, I de- definitely don't think I'm average. <laughs> um <laughs> so my you know, I think my moods can fluctuate obviously. Um but I have learned to love and accept who I am. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I am probably closer to the upper spectrum of it, um, the way I I see myself. Um, I don't think I'm, you know, I don't think like I'm a 10, but I'm between like a seven and a nine probably, um, depending on the day. And Mm -hmm. um, 
I I'm I'm constantly a, a student, so I feel I feel like I always have so much to learn still, and I think that we need to keep this curiosity uh, about life and stay humble so that we are constantly learning and bettering ourselves, mm-hmm. which is why I wouldn't choose a 10. Um, but I do think that um, I do think that I provide value and have made a really big difference in um, a lot of people's lives. So yeah, yeah. and I don't think that um, I live a normal life. Um, (laughs) because most people have one job title, um, or maybe two. And then, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. (laughs) Um, and, um, yeah. So I think, I think I'm kind of on that in the scale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, it has been such a pleasure to talk to you today and for you to give us some of your busy time. I'm left super inspired and I'm sure everyone listening is too about what really is possible. Before we wrap up today, is there anything else that you want everyone listening to know or to share? Um, I would just uh, offer some words of encouragement um, for mm-hmm. Any, um, even men that are watching, but um, for women, women are uh, closer to my heart just because I am one. So I'm totally biased. But um, for all the women out there, uh, say, don't be afraid to say yes to yourself. Um, Go traveling on your own. Um, Plan something, buy a plane ticket and just go. Uh, Try something new. Um, start your business. It can start, it doesn't have to be a big decision. You can still keep your full-time job and like start a side hustle and then slowly grow that until you're able to let that job go. Or there's many ways to go about it. So um, try to be open to all the possibilities and be creative about how to go about things. And you'll see that um, there are a lot more doors open than you think. Um, and uh, yeah, I would encourage everyone to um, take advantage of tools that are out there. Um, join a women's group, uh, a collective, um, go to therapy, you know, maybe find a female therapist, um, uh, pick up meditation. Uh, there are many types of many ways to heal yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And there are also a lot of women out there that will help you on that journey. Um, there's many, many ways. Um, yeah, that will help you um, get more in tune with yourself and also uh, help you with giving yourself permission to be expressive, um, to explore dancing again. Like dancing, I'm talking about like dancing and pretending that no one is watching like how -hmm. would you dance who cares what you're wearing or you know what your body looks like or who's watching like just do you and um yeah go for it i love it well thank you again so much this has been so much fun thank you kara thanks for having me It's so inspiring to hear stories of women who are doing it all. It is possible. You can feel Ellen's energy, her passion, excitement, and the space she has. 
to think, dream, create, and make it happen. I think that's one of the big secrets when you lean in on what is calling to you, what you find fun, what inspires you, suddenly there is so much more space to make it all work and and to like really make it happen. She's proof that you can do what you love, all of what you love, not just survive, but experience abundance. It is possible. This is what we're helping women create in Thrive Collective and through my coaching. Visit thepowerfulladies.com to start on your personal journey today. To connect, support, and follow Ellen, you can follow her on Instagram at Miss Ellen Ho, her website, MissEllenHo.com, and TrekRelief.org. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Powerful Ladies Podcast. There are so many ways you can get involved and get supported with fellow powerful ladies. First, subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. Join the Powerful Ladies Thrive Collective. This is the place where powerful ladies connect, level up, and learn how to thrive in business and life. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. And of course, visit our website, thepowerfulladies.com. I'd like to thank our producer, composer, and audio engineer, Jordan Duffy. Without her, this wouldn't be possible. You can follow her on Instagram at Jordan K. Duffy. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.